0: And that is it. Booze. The look on the face of Gray Halter tells the American side of the story. John Herdman on the other side happily congratulating his fellow coaches. My oh my. How the conversation has changed. And as we said, coming into World Cup qualifying... People don't care what happened in the summer. It's about getting results now in games that matter. Well, Republican and Democrat, North and South, East and West, fire Halter. don't fire Halter. I don't know that the country has ever been more divided than it is this afternoon in the right. wake of a one-to-one draw against Canada in Nashville, and the Soccer Talk Wads podcast, well, two-thirds of the Soccer Talk Wads podcast, are here to break it all down for the people, do a heat check on the U.S. men's national team after two rough results in World Cup qualifying, and uh, just, you know, kind of talk about it and get our emotions out on table and then hopefully after the Honduras game return with a little more clarity or just full-blown panic Mm -hmm. uh, depending on the outcome of that one. Um, My name is Stephen Ground. I am the possibly the calmest member of the USMNT fan base on earth right now. Um, And I am joined by a man who has spent uh, his afternoon uh, analyzing videotape of teenage boys, but in a cool way, Justin (laughs) Horniker. Justin. I want to, I I want to distance myself from that statement as much as possible. (laughs) I'm doing good. We will talk about. The uh, U17 team waiter, but please, sorry, I cut you off. How are you doing? <laughs> no, I am.
1: Uh, I'm glad you said that you're the calmest member of the usmnt fan base. So I feel very anxious inside, and this
0: thing has the possibility to blow up very quickly. I have a lot of anxiety. I'm not going to deny that, and it mm. definitely does have that kind of like, oh boy. Like, I think a win against Honduras calms a lot of nerves really quickly because mm. at least you had those points, and you're probably finishing the window like in a qualifying spot. Even if it's third, you know, and and you go from there. But if they draw or God forbid lose against Honduras, it's obviously a whole different story. <laughs> However, there is part of me that's a little like eh, the Fire Verhalter stuff seems a little soon to me. Yeah, this is a guy who has done more to like recruit uh, dual national players than just about any manager in U.S. history and has built a really strong roster with a lot of really young players too, which I think is an element we're missing here. Um, and you know, just won the gold cup and the nation's league. It just feels like, man, maybe, maybe let's have a little more patience. I'm, I'm not saying we can afford to miss the world cup again. I get what's at (laughs) stake, but just like at least let the window close before you, uh, start talking about, you Mm. know, burning him an effigy in the stringing
1: bringing bruce Buffalo. arena back just to yeah. see it out
0: yeah how often can we go to that well do you think
1: um, <laughs> yeah i mean i understand like the criticisms there are valid criticisms for greg course, and his sure. coaching style especially with how he managed the game last night in nashville uh with his kind of subs or didn't and, manage the game right didn't manage and how he sometimes like nails it and sometimes just gets it so incredibly wrong. And I don't Mm -hmm. necessarily know where that inconsistency comes from.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, So why don't we go ahead and dive into that? And as we kind of alluded to the idea here is to do sort of just a, a quicker kind of, um, hot take podcast to borrow the language of the total soccer show, but, um, sort of just our initial emotional reactions from the two games that we've seen mm. our concerns and our fears. We'll also jump into, um, the STLSC, um, STL city SC. God, it's so hard. I'm city. Get it's capitalized. To it. So you don't forget. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but, uh, we'll dive into their U 17 teams, uh, as well briefly. Uh, but then, Later in the week, hopefully, maybe next weekend when we can get Ian on and have seen the Honduras game, uh, mm-hmm. or Honduras, as they say uh, correctly in the South, but I do not, um, then we will have a more, hopefully, calm and collected um or completely irrational review, Uh but a a fuller review of everything, a fuller look at where we stand, a torturous quiz for Ian, I'm sure, um, and uh, (laughs) all sorts of things. Maybe we can quiz him on which of these teams are or are not in CONCACAF. Uh, That seems like it'd be easy, but if I know Ian, he'll screw it up. Which
1: of these teams started a war over a football game?
0: That might be one that we could use in there. Incredible. CONCACAF, (laughs) it hits different. Um, so how do you want to do this? You want to just start with your kind of overall feelings yeah. um, and go from there.
1: Yeah. I think, do you want to talk through, I guess I'll talk through my feelings is like both the games went on. Yeah. So you come into the El Salvador game last week and you're feeling good off the high of winning the gold cup, off of winning the nations league. And from there, you know, with a little bit of hesitation, a little bit of, Cautiously optimistic feeling because you know it's away in Concacaf, and you saw that they're letting fans in nine hours before the game, so you knew that the atmosphere was just going to be pretty incredible. Couple that with the fact that you know field conditions weren't necessarily the greatest, and you're bringing players fresh off you know playing in Europe on I don't know maybe they I don't want to make excuses for them, but I came out of that game in El Salvador, we didn't have Christian Pulisic. It was, you know, playing Girena playing Conrad and playing Sergino Dest kind of like in that same side. And I was a little bit wary on that just because mm-hmm. Conrad and Dest are, you know, so ball dominant. They just want to dribble. And Dest also, you know, playing out of position. It's a head scratcher as well. When you look at that lineup and you see Tim Ream as the kind of Dest Whisper, and that hasn't quite worked out all the time, but... You know, you don't allow a goal in that game, so maybe going more attacking was the right move. And then you go from that to the, all right, we get a point in El Salvador. You get a point on the road. It's disappointing. Yeah, but I'll accept it. I'll accept that it's just hard to win on the road in CONCACAF. However, then you go into Nashville and you play Canada in a very winnable game. Yeah, Weston McKinney isn't there because he broke COVID protocol, but... Yeah, you had Pulisic coming back. We are objectively a better team than Canada. And seeing their like frustration and inability to break Canada down, and it just looked like they had nothing going for so much of that game. And then to see Greg not make a sub in the second half until like the 81st minute when he kind of finally made a little bit of a change and you saw results from there. After that, I feel like the last part of the game, we were really pushing. But um, I'm feeling a little bit... A little bit more wary, a little more anxious. And I'm not quite sure if this offense under Greg Berhalter is ever going to kind of fire on all cylinders. But you also have the Gold Cup and the Nations League that kind of maybe tell you that it can look good, but running out of time already.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough situation to be in. I think my biggest takeaway from this um, whole window so far mm. is just that this team, and it's not news, but it's just been thrown into even starker relief does not have a true number nine at present or a true striker that's going to be a target man that can finish goals and we don't have as much talent as we have we either don't have or won't allow our players to just go into a kind of playmaking I'm gonna be Christian Pulisic realize that I'm you know, the best player on the field, Mm. second best player on the field, probably in the case of Alfonso Davies, but, you know, one of the best players on the field, a true world-class player. And I'm going to take this into my hand and, and figure it out. And he got closer in the candidate game than anybody else did, I think. Um, But it's kind of like, if, if we don't have the striker, and right now, by all appearances, we don't, because mm-hmm. Sargent has a lot of maturing to do, and they're very young. And uh, Peefock, you know, is I'm not sure he's going to be quite on that caliber of player. And Pepe, you just don't know yet. You know, yeah. I, mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed to starting him and seeing how it goes in this last game, because it can't go worse. I think um, for but... me, too, like on that point, Steven, Pepe's also been like hot at P-Folk and Yeah. Yeah Mm sergeant like
1: haven't necessarily because they haven't been playing as many games as Pepe has been playing so like
0: at some point just having that confidence has to speak for something play the hot hand for sure but i think the alternative Mm -hmm. though to that is if you're not gonna find that number nine then you have to find a way to let your creative players Mm -hmm. be creative and i think that's that's probably the biggest failing of Berhalter's system right now is that I don't think he's deploying guys as well as he could possibly do. And granted, losing McKinney, which we can talk about that separately, that's a big failure on his part and a real miss for the team. But losing yeah. McKinney and Marina, um really hurts. And, uh, you know, you could argue that those are your... Second or third most important players, maybe third or fourth. You know, you can you can argue all day about who's most important, but they're in there, they're in the top five or six. Yeah, I sure. always think that Wes is our most important player, yeah. like when we're playing and, well. M. Reyna was probably our best player in the El Salvador game. So mm. to lose yeah. him was really tough. Um, and I'm sorry, Justin, forgive me in advance for saying this. I know, I know what you're about to say. But I feel like if Giassi's artist was <laughs> here, we probably have four points right now.
1: Yeah, he does offer something different, and I think like the, the frustrating thing about Jassy is that he feels like he gets into those positions that like a player mm-hmm. with more skill is a player that you want to get in those positions, but right. he gets those positions, and I don't think Sarge and RP could definitely do that
0: it's that's kind of that's a really good way of putting it it's Mm. like he still doesn't have the skill you'd want him to have once he's in those positions right but the other guys aren't even getting into those positions right now and whether that's you know learning which is probably a lot of it um whatever it is like we need people to get in those positions and we need people to finish them right now it's just not happening and so you know i think as much as we kind of look at him as the old guard and we joke a lot about nice. him being like the fresh one of the more frustrating players and he is in a lot of ways. It's hard to deny that his impact is missed here, you know, as well as a few of the other guys that can't make it that aren't here right now. Um, you know, Matthew Hoppy is another guy that maybe if he was here, the team would look a little different, even if you don't number him among the elite potential, mm. uh, fits on this team. I think his momentum coming off the gold cup could have potentially helped this team a lot. Um, it's just been a weird window for that sort of stuff. And that's not to make any excuses. Cause I think, I think you've got to find a way to have four points from these two right. games, bare minimum. You'd love six obviously, but, um, and that's where the creativity to me comes back in and it's like, okay, you didn't have X, Y, or Z that you might've preferred to have. Maybe you didn't have your ideal starting 11, but you did have Christian Pulisic and you did have uh, Kellen Acosta and you have Brendan Aronson and you had Tyler Adams and you have people that can make plays and you need to figure out a way to put them in positions to break down a low block and make those plays. That's where like a lot of my criticism, like I have a lot of criticism for
1: Greg's coaching ability for these two games because there is a period especially in that el salvador game where conrad was pulling in a triple team on the side and no one was moving to set up these passing triangles for him to kind of pass Mm -hmm. out of it instead he was having to try to dribble through three people and like almost pulling it off but there's something wrong in the system and that like players just aren't getting free to open themselves up for those outlets
0: yeah yeah i think that's the big the big unifying factor in all these struggles has been kind of that failure to pass into Mm. the middle and create dangerous chances. And part of that is the lack of the target person. But I think part of it is just the system not having the people in the places to create that possibility. Um, And that's obviously a very big problem that goes without saying. But um, to me, it's like not and I'm just not at a place where I can say that's a big, big enough problem that yeah. we need to throw the team into more chaos and start a manager search. If this was a situation where it's like, oh hey, I don't know, you know, um, Jurgen Klopp, just let's just be crazy, just like became a free agent and has signaled his interest in coaching the U.S. team, then sure, you know, Steven. like if there was.
1: You know who is free is Antonio Conte. Well, there we go.
0: So that's probably the (laughs) way to go. But you know what I'm saying? Like, if there was an obvious,
1: to borrow a phrase
0: from Doug Armstrong, a coach in waiting of sorts, Mm -hmm. um, then, uh, you know, I could be enticed to at least look at that possibility but just firing burhalter for the sake of firing burhalter right now doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I know there have been people that were never satisfied with the choice and always thought it was nepotism and everything going on with USMNT mm. and US soccer a lot of a lot of questions to be asked there for sure. But I do think burhalter has done an incredible job of building the team and now we just need to see the strategy play out on the field. And it, it's not. And I get why that's incredibly frustrating, but I don't know to me if I'm at a point of like, well, then let's tear the whole thing down and find a new...
1: Place. Yeah, the online sentiment is kind of funny because I feel like Berta Halter had all this goodwill from winning Nations League and winning Gold Cup. And then like the second we drop points against right. in San Salvador, it just all flips on them again.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it definitely, that's the thing to me that it's just so quick. And I get it. You, <sighs> these... You wait for four years, in this case, five mm. years, for these World Cup windows. It hasn't been five years. This is four a normal years. time, yeah. right? Never <laughs> so four Ish, years. I don't know. The last two years long have been five waited. years of themselves. You've waited for four <laughs> years to get to these World Cup windows. And in the U.S. cases, they failed the last one.
1: Mm. So
0: it's kind of all on this. You can win all the Gold Cups and stuff you want. If you can't qualify for the World Cup again, then what's it matter And so I get why the the pressure is heightened and you want to see that immediate success. But we have seen a lot of success and we've seen the U.S. beat Mexico in two really big games, um, which it's not like that was happening consistently under any of Greg's predecessors. Mm. Um, It's just I'm just not that interested in hearing unless you have a clear plan of succession. I'm not that interested in hearing. I hate Greg Berhalter. Let's fire him because we didn't get a point, you know, we could have, yeah. we could have prevented Canada's goal and we'd be four to, you know, we'd have four points right now. It it could have happened. It didn't, but it could have, or Christian Pulisic's direct free kick could have been two feet lower and it'd be mm. two to one. And we'd have four points right now. You know, I think there's, like...
1: yeah, there's like a little bit of irrationality to it. And that like, this team is objectively, I don't think I'd necessarily argue that we're more talented than Mexico, but we're objectively the top two in terms of talent in Mm -hmm. CONCACAF and you would think like, you know, that talent eventually rise to the top and, you know, rationality would tell you that out of 14 games that that's enough of a sample size to where the better team should be able to get through. However, you almost think that we're like a year too early in this qualifying cycle. Cause like if we, if this is next year, then you're like big young players have another year in like high quality European soccer that their teams are relying on them for. And I don't know, it almost feels like we're still too inexperienced going against these CONCACAF teams that just know how to like do well around the margins and maybe we don't yet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think there's a lot of truth to that. I think, I think it's hard to argue that the U S is a young team and pretty raw and they've got a lot to play for and learn still. But like, again, it's like, who do you want teaching them that Mm -hmm. (sighs) to me? You, you just have to be a little patient. I know that's no fun. (laughs) Um, And I know, I know people want better than that, you know, but like you said, there's a lot of games still to play. There's a lot of teams that you can still beat, you know, Mm -hmm. you can beat Jamaica, you can beat El Salvador at home, I'm pretty comfortable, you know, Costa Rica, Panama, like there are teams in here that you should be able to handle, neither of these tests have been gimmies, you know, if we drop points to Jamaica so far then I'd feel really rough, you know, but Canada has probably the single best player in the entire CONCACAF region or certainly one of them. Um, And he showed up and he made a play that created the goal, you know, and then um, that road conditions in El Salvador were brutal. It's not, an excuse. Mm. You still should be able to find a goal, and and that's what separates good teams from great teams is that ability to break through and find a goal in harsh conditions. But I've never had bags of pee thrown at me, and I don't know how I would respond either. You know, like how do you take think a cor- they're more lobbed than
1: thrown? Though you know they're well, kind of they true. have to have that trajectory because yeah, <laughs> they got to get over the fence and
0: the SWAT team, right? But like you know, how do you take a how do you take a corner kick with SWAT? guards standing behind you and literally like Mm. two inches from the steel cages that are keeping the fans back from you like it was a terrible condition to play in so i'm sympathetic um i think the bigger concern is that they just haven't looked good Mm. in their draws you know like if they looked really convincing and just had a, a bad break or something people might feel differently um but i think I think it's just a bit concerning with how good they had looked before this. And now these questions starting to arise. So with that kind of said, how what changes do you want to see going into the game against Honduras? And and who do you want to see feature uh, assuming they're healthy? And, and how do you want to look at things? Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on if McKinney is in
1: for Wednesday or not. I'm not sure. I haven't been able to like, get a good answer on that. No one's really talked about it. I'm sure they'll put out a statement tomorrow on what's happening with him. But assuming that Wes is back, you know, I definitely want him center of the midfield. I want Pulisic on the left. I I think Aronson actually had a good game. So I want him to stay in and maybe be on that right side instead of in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see maybe we try Pepe up top. Like not that... This is necessarily the stage to you know give him his first start, but I at least want to see him get, you know, if not the start, then at least like 30 minutes to try something in the second half. Um mm-hmm. I think rest desk probably needs a rest. So you put Anthony Robinson in on the left. I don't know what that looks like on the right with kind of who we have. I definitely don't want to see Evelyn again. I think he's done for me. <laughs> um, yeah. and you know, Dest does play better on the right side instead of the left, so maybe. You just take your chance with him um, outside of that, you know, I definitely want to see Tyler Adams stay in. Maybe you give Aaron Brooks a re- or John Brooks a rest, but maybe this is rest from this game as well. Mm-hmm. Miles Robinson, I think like really good. Maybe you start Robinson and Zimmerman this next game and have Brooks coming off the bench at some point.
0: Yeah. I think overall our, our center backs have looked pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Um, the you know i think tim ream whatever his faults uh overall and his age looked pretty good against el salvador and uh you know i think um robinson has really cemented his spot brooks Brooks is hard because it feels, in some ways, like he's our best option, but then he's also old and slow, and so it's like <laughs> not really old. I think he's still in his twenties technically, but yeah, he's just not the than... most
1: mobile. He's just right. you're like your solid center back that isn't going to give you a lot in the counter attackly. Really. But um, if there's anyone I, I I trust, John Brooks. Like watching him in the British League every week, he's just a solid. You know what you're going to get out of him.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I think Zimmerman's interesting. I'd like to see him. Mm. It's tough because you don't want to experiment. You want to put your best team in and get the three points and get out of there.
1: Yeah, Um, I'm also thinking about like rotation too because like these guys have to go back to their club season too and like Berhalter's been worried about that rotation. That's like part of what caused the issues in El Salvador. So I wondered just what that's going to look like as far as Desk goes.
0: mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think. I Don't know, I don't know exactly how <laughs> to do the back four or the back five if they go that route. Who knows? Um, but I would like to see the right amount of changes without panicking and just flipping everything, you know? Yeah, but I, I, I Steven, you might start. be onto something too, though. Like, I think
1: going with the back five, like, you're that might be the way to go with this, and I think it takes some of the. It takes some of the pressure off your lone number 9 to like be responsible right. for
0: that hold up play. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I think you need to to me you need to do whatever you need to do to be able to have players push more forward too. Mm. And if you need to go with like Zimmerman Robinson and Brooks or Zimmerman Robinson and um, not Robinson, yeah, Miles Robinson. I was confusing him with Anthony, but um, uh, (laughs) just have both both of them. Kim Ream, you know, (laughs) in that back line, uh, Uh and, you know, have the give Dest, if he's healthy, or whoever's playing in the wings, a little more freedom to run up and make plays. Um, But also, you know, hopefully allow those wingers that you have to collapse centrally Mm. and not fear the repercussions as much of a place going the other way. I just think you have to give your team the freedom to press through and and break that back line. Because now that Honduras has seen El Salvador succeed that way and Canada succeed that way, why wouldn't they have, you know, a, a strong back line and really dig in? and entrench themselves Mm -hmm. and, and basically dare the U S to break through it, which they have shown for 180 minutes. Now they cannot. Um, And they know know they'll get frustrated the longer that they do. not I think the frustrating thing to me though, is if you can't break through the line, you need to find ways to get more set plays. Um, I think that's really what helped us succeed Mm -hmm. a lot in the, uh, two cups that we won over the summer is, is some of those set plays. Obviously that's how we won against Mexico. Um So, you know, I don't, I just don't feel like we've seen enough of that even uh, with as much, you know, cause we're not dominating possession. We're not dominating the ball. And so I just really want to see them push down on the throttle.
1: Yeah. Steven, that and- reminded me of, a tweet by Bentley earlier today. So goals in open play competition for USMNT this summer, one goal against Canada from open play, no goals against Honduras, no goals against Mexico, one goal against Qatar, one goal against Jamaica, one goal against Canada, uh, Martinique, we had like seven, but they're not even ranked by FIFA. Uh, Haiti, we had one and El Salvador, we had one. So
0: that's not, not, that's not ideal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just, there's a lot that's not going right, right now. Goalkeeping has been pretty good. That's Mm. promising. Matt Turner looks great. And I think defense has been okay. You know, I think it's been fine. Um, But that attack is really where you want to be concerned and whatever whatever they need to do to make it look different, it needs to look significantly different this time. Mm. Either allow guys like Polisic and whoever you have on the wings to collapse more and be more creative and create that kind of three distributors at the front and all being playmakers and all trying to find their way through or really find a guy who's going to commit to that central attack and support him however you need to but don't have this weird thing where everything's pushing out to the wings and you're just not breaking through because you're not having players in the middle to make those chances
1: materialized. I'm
0: trying to think about like Chelsea's
1: offense. I know that people say like for Chelsea makes his way inside a lot. And I would would want to kind of diagram that a little bit more just to see that lineup. But like you wonder what's being done or what he's being told at Chelsea versus what he's being told you know, with the national team of why he breaks inside more often than, than he does, you know, during national games. I wonder if that's, you know, the offense or if that's like what he's being told or what's leading to that.
0: Yeah. It's, I don't know. I don't know if he just doesn't quite feel comfortable here or what it's just a weird, I don't know. It's a weird vibe right now. Not necessarily like a people, are angry or feel bad, but it's like, I think it was a weird mixture of overconfidence coming into all the kind El Salvador of like game. Speechless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it was overconfidence coming into the El Salvador game blended then into like a little bit of apprehension with the Canada game. And I think it's partially going back to what you said about like if this hmm. was window was coming a year or two later, I think these players know they're good but I don't know if they're backing themselves that class is going to win out and that they will just outplay opposition over the course of of 90 minutes um and I think that's where a little bit of the uncertainty and the the hesitation comes in and starts to really slow down their game and not you know one of the ways I real, will really point the finger at Burhalter is if that's the situation, then you have to find a way to make changes and fix things before the 80th minute right. when you do a TRIA substitution. That's not, <laughs> that's not how you fix that. So, um, yeah, it's just – I just want somebody – and I think this is why Weston was so missed in that game, not as much tactically, um, but I think he's the guy – If anybody is going to do this, he's the guy that's going to say, hey, no, we're the better team, figure it out and let's get a goal here and we can whine afterwards, you know, or whatever we want to do. Like, he's been that guy. He did it in the Nations League final. Um, He's been the guy to kind of have that bravado and that self-confidence and that sort of, Hey, I play with Cristiano Ronaldo. So, or I don't anymore, but I used to. Um, and uh, you know, this is how it's going to be sort of swagger. Mm-hmm. And I think we need that. I think we need to look a little cocky right now. And we certainly don't. Yeah. So Steven say we
1: go into Honduras fall flat interface. We don't get any points. We leave this window with two points. How long of a leash do you get Greg
0: Bernhalter? If we, if we lose against Honduras, then it's, then you gotta start asking questions for sure. Yeah. Um, Again, though, uh, the search for Greg was pretty botched. Right. So yeah. don't <laughs> fire him unless you have a contingency plan. you know, yeah. like, I don't, I don't think he's a great tactical manager. I think that's, Kind of borne out by hmm. what we've been watching in recent games and even you know i don't think we won a lot of the gold copper or league nations league games because we had better tactics than the other team um but i also don't think you can just say well he's gone let's figure out who's next like if if there's a real <laughs> obvious solution and you think this is the guy to ensure that we get into the world cup and we'll figure out the rest (laughs) from there. Then I think you can start to really ask that question, especially if, if we got, if we lose if we lose to Honduras, I'll feel very differently than I feel uh-huh. right now. Yeah. But it doesn't whatever, seem possible looking yeah, ahead.
1: So it's right. kind of clouding your judgment.
0: What, whatever <laughs> it is, I just, it can't be a knee jerk reaction. You can't be mm. firing him just to fire him because you have to have that line of succession in place. Um And if you don't, then you're not doing yourselves any favors anyway, you know?
1: Yeah, I think I'm right there with you. I have a little bit of hesitation just because I think, like, anyone is going to be under fire, you know, if a team that has this much pressure on it to begin with. But, like, on speaking to that same point, like, I think this team needs to feel that pressure. And I think, like, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe... A loss or a point in Honduras, while not ideal, there's a lot of time to make that up, like we were saying earlier, Stephen, with that run of games coming up after this. And like, yeah, they're going to have a month to sit in it. So mm-hmm. maybe they feel that pressure and then come out of it stronger because they can't adapt because they're so young. But I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think the next window we have Jamaica, Panama, and Costa Rica you know Mm. in october and you could believably come away from that with nine points i'm not
1: saying you're going to but outside uh, of kayler nevis just completely stonewalling you right
0: (laughs) um and you know you're um hosting jamaica and costa rica Mm-hmm. So you know you don't even have that brutal away game. Panama is not going to probably compare to El Salvador for level of craziness unless they just play Van Halen the whole time.
1: Yeah. Um, so Stephen, to cut you off. Breaking news: Greg Borhalter has sent Weston McKinney back to Italy for the rest of the cycle. So oh boy, no Weston that, McKinney for Wednesday.
0: <laughs> that uh, <laughs> that changes things. Yeah. Um, any more news on why, or just a uh,
1: Nope. Just that he's going back. I'm sure they'll release a statement here at some point. Okay. Uh,
0: Jonathan Tannenwald followed up. Uh, Greg Burhalter says in a statement, there are high expectations for those who are part of the US men's national team. And in order to be successful, it's important that everyone in the group is accountable. Uh, he also says Serginio Dest is officially out tomorrow night due to the previously announced right ankle sprain. Okay. So yeah, fun. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> So as I was saying, everything's <laughs> a disaster and we should uh, just destroy it all. Mm. Oh, even better news, Justin. Jackson, Jackson- Yule, Yule has been added to the roster.
1: So, uh, God. Well, uh, you know. Jonathan Lewis um,
0: next, probably. Yeah, probably. San Pedro Suala on uh, Wednesday night at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. That's right. um. That's not ideal. I would Not
1: say. ideal. Yeah, I, I mean, it's maybe fine. they start to feel like their backs against the wall a little bit. Maybe you go into thinking like, no Wes, so no Wes, no Geo, no Dust. Just yeah, no pressure at that point. Let's go after it.
0: I think you need to do. You need to find whatever you unlocked in those guys at the uh, Gold Cup final mm-hmm. to kind of say, hey, everybody's calling us the B team now we want to prove what we've got, you know, because that's uh that's certainly concerning. But um what is our you know I also it's also one of those roster. things where it's sorry go ahead. No, I was just looking up what our
1: official roster is. I need to see like how deep that midfield goes like yeah.
0: What are the likelihoods that you'll actually it get, gets played it's gotta it's mm. gotta go deep baby. It's gotta go deep enough. Um Yeah. But I also think with uh, Weston, it's like it's one of those things where he's 23. And if you need to send the message now, um, do it, you know?
1: Yeah. Apparently, he did something that just like Landon Donovan was talking about how upset it made him. Like everyone's kind of like hinting that I don't know that he went out or something. Like, I don't know Uh what what the innuendo is there, but enough for him to get sent home and.
0: Yeah, and he's also, he did it with Juventus too, right? So it's yeah. like, come on, man. You got to learn your lesson at some point. Stop right. being an idiot. Um, That's my read on it anyway. That's a good, good. read. I agree with that read. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, less than exciting news, but yeah. it is what it is. It is what it is.
1: Well, Steven, um, do you want to
0: end on a higher note? Do you want to end feeling or- a
1: little bit better than you did before we you know after this please
0: please talk
1: to me about the uh under 17 team for yeah sure. so we haven't talked about them yet but they played two games cuz they played their first game after our last conversation uh and the U17s are 2 and 0 the U16s are 2 and 0 effectively 4 and 0 as an academy a good proof of concept i've posted some videos on our twitter account if you want to head over there after listening to this episode i'll probably put them elsewhere as well but you'll see we had a chance to kind of break down the offense and break down how that looks a lot to be uh lots to be optimistic about they'd won the game in chicago three to two with a stoppage time winner they won this game against shattuck st mary's eight to one with five second half goals and a lot of that just comes from they have this swarming offense of building up pressure through possession building up possession cautiously but then once you spring that attack you spring that attack and they often had five players getting forward to the point where you're just completely over overwhelming that back four and creating open runs in in that goal line and then you also had the full backs in the second half stepping up into the offense kind of with like what we want to see from our ideal u.s men's team that's how mm-hmm. the academy team is playing it and just pulling it off really well um that's kind of my read on it. We have a lot of kids with a lot of talent that, and I don't know if it has says more about Shaq St. Mary's Academy than it does us, but we're really well organized for playing together for like a month.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And I would say that's all uh, because of your little cousin. That would mm-hmm. be the number that's one right. reason. Counter level. Yeah. I.
1: Watch the second half highlights he uh, on the seventh goal, completely nutmegs the defender as he kind of takes him to the sideline and cuts it in and then sends it into the box and they get a goal off that. So it was solid. That's
0: exciting. I really, <laughs> I, I like to prepare myself for disappointment as a sports fan. I just find it's easier to survive that way. Uh, right. Uh, but it's been bred I, into you. Right. I'm having <laughs> trouble not getting really hyped about how well run uh, STL city is. Mm-hmm and uh you know right now it just seems to be all good things and i just hope that continues
1: yeah we'll see i guess next coming up we'll know the head coach at some point in the not too distant future and then
0: first signings
1: will start to happen soon as well i would think
0: yeah it's exciting time uh justin let me let me close with a question because this is an, I'm sure, intentionally provocative headline, but it has provoked me. And I am curious of your thoughts from <laughs> Graham Ruthven, the uh, dear host of a co host of the Total Soccer Show, who, uh, once he learns how to speak English, will just be a terrific addition mm. to, um, I'm just kidding, you know, but Scottish, you guys, I'm not convinced it's the it's exact rough. same language. It's rough for me. Um, <laughs> he says, signing Saul. Has made Chelsea's squad the strongest the Premier League has ever seen. Ooh, that is provocative. Agree or disagree?
1: Man, like Chelsea is a team that has no weakness already. Uh huh. And then adding Saul kind of adds to that. The best in the Premier League history, though—that's a—that's a tall ask. Um, and I don't know if you can necessarily make that proclamation until after the league. Has been yeah. played, like compared to the Invincibles, and compared to that, like those early Fergie squads that just were also strong all over the pitch. Um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely an argument for it. Like, tell me, Steven, where is the weak point in that squad already?
0: Oh, there's no weak point necessarily. Yeah. What I wonder though is like how how do you define depth? Like, what do you? Teams are strong in different ways. Chelsea has insane depth just on on ridiculous depth but do they have elite like top 10 in the world players at every position starters i'm not sure if they do they do at at some positions maybe they do at every position but you know it's like
1: yeah i'm trying to go through that in my head like i know
0: it's just interesting for sure
1: in goalie conte absolutely um i would say that Lukaku is definitely like top For sure. three striker For sure. in the world right now.
0: What what interests me though, is like, is it, it's just a team building kind of, you know, difference, but like, do, is it better to have an 11? Well, not an 11, cause you have to have more depth than that. But like, <laughs> is it, would you prefer to have the guys that you know are one cohesive hmm. unit that you don't have to have a lot of questions about? Like, what's the best matchup? Who do I play here? Um, you know, or do you want to have, all the talent in the world but then have the juggling act of trying to keep everyone happy and playing everyone at different places and making sure everyone gets their minutes it's just an interesting kind of uh question to me to think about you know and yeah because i feel certainly like too
1: steven like the goal of depth is to like have those players come through to the first team at some point and mm-hmm. when you have a lot of depth it's hard for those players to like separate themselves from each other
0: yeah Yeah. So I think it's going to be interesting to watch Chelsea this season. I don't think they're runaway favorites though, because they have so much new blood Mm -hmm. and finding that balance is going to be tough. Um, and, you know, Tuchel is a little under tested. I mean, he did greatness half a season, but he hasn't had a full premier league campaign to prove uh, that he can do that management and manage all the cups and all the cha- mm. you know, tournaments and everything else. And, and hairline is like a little so. suspect
1: as well. And that's gonna yeah. be an issue going forward. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> um, that thing is receding.
1: There is a uh, patch being formed in the back of his head. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I right, keep us updated you know if anyone notices anything as the season goes on yeah although he's been wearing um, baseball hats lately for that
0: reason i would presume
1: yeah and
0: uh <laughs> last question justin is Mikel uh, arteta too handsome to be fired
1: i think so i think I in think that same answers, vein yes. i think he's too handsome for them to get relegated as well his you know, it's hair just
0: like... <laughs> his hair looks painted on at times he's a uh, he's a handsome man i yeah i must say look i'm gonna i'm gonna um paste this well i guess i could just share my screen real quick look at this picture of him in the rain and tell me that his hair is natural like why is that why does it why oh, is yeah, it still he uses, in perfect shape He
1: is an incredible amount of gel just hey, a ridiculous ronaldo level yeah. gel
0: in that in that hair for sure So in any case, we've covered all the bases, folks. Talked a little more Premier League than we meant to. What is your actual, to close this out, what is your actual prediction for Honduras USA on Wednesday night?
1: I think we win. I think that we have our back against the wall proverbially. And with Weston out and Gio out, I think there's an argument to be made that just like in the gold cup when there's less expectations, maybe we play better. So that's my rationale. I think we'll win. Let's say three to one.
0: Ooh, I was going to say two to nothing. So I like it. <laughs> I, you, a lot of people call Canada must win. This is must win. Yes. Um, and I think they're going to find a way I'm not I know the drama and the panic is exciting and fun. I'm not super I th- worried. I We're think the best... we d-
1: don't like admitting that Canada is as good as they are. Also, I think That's there's true. a little bit of
0: that I, <laughs> for sure. For sure. We underestimate Canada um, and Alfonso Davies in particular. Mm. Um, I, I still think we are the best or the second best team in CONCACAF. And we've proven that mm. over the summer and 14 games is a lot of time to prove that that's still true, yeah. And neither of our matchup, neither of these matchups have been gimmies. Um, so you know, we'll see. Obviously, it really does hang in the balance on Wednesday night. But I'm still feeling okay um which will be just a great transition mm. if uh we do lose and we start our next podcast in full panic mode so i guess we'll just have to wait and see justin anything you want to say to the fine people before you want to talk about what you've been doing over on twitter and how folks can uh follow you there oh yeah Twitch? Twitch oh yeah as well our man's a multimedia we've been doing over. a
1: lot of things uh you know because i've been bored and i have been wanting to talk more soccer um <laughs> so i've been, <laughs> been putting some highlights from the u17s over on the twitter i'll be doing that more often as more games are played depending on, I guess all of our home games are going to be like professionally streamed and then away games. We just have to hope that some parent uh, puts up a live stream. I've also been watching those on Twitch uh, with some live commentary. So If you guys want to watch an Academy game with me, you can follow the Soccer Talk Lads podcast on Twitch as well fantastic We've been playing Justin's... some fm too steven i'm trying to keep venencia up it's not
0: going well but I'll let you... <laughs> <I guess. laughs> and uh fifa comes out and just uh just over just under a month now so you know it's it's almost time folks uh <laughs> yeah i'm excited i you have been doing honestly a ton and i'm really excited to see how that continues to develop and grow Steven, as i'm pumped i'm just so so much having excited an on. actual mos team so it's really exciting and we should definitely twitch stream some of these u.s mnt games at some point too. We, we should
1: to we need to figure out how to whole whole stream, stream. It's two videos but yeah that'd you know, be fun we'll <laughs> figure that out
0: we need a tech whiz any tech is uh, there who like to work for you know praise and 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 free money but not any mm. actual money just the free part uh then you know Give us a call but until then we will reunite hopefully after uh maybe this weekend after the honduras game hopefully after a win and we'll be much calmer and happier ideally park. but until then thanks everyone and see you later
1: adios